I've always wanted to be able to teach people how to fish rather than to provide the fish for them. If I can get someone to a point where you can help them understand why they're in pain, why they can't get the results in their body that they want, then manage it for themselves because they have the right tools and mindset to make that possible, then that's my happy dance when suddenly someone doesn't need me anymore. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the world's leading health and wellness experts. He is a man who has spent over 29 years studying the intricacies of human performance and human movement. He is the CEO of Thunder Training. He is one of the finest men. It has been my privilege to interview on this podcast. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary David Thunder. Welcome to the show, David. <laughs> Love the energy, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate you inviting me. It's truly a pleasure and an honor to have you here, my friend. So, David, we have gotten to know each other through a mutual friend, the legendary Mark Von Muser. Mark has a distinction of having been the uh, most invited back guest in the history of this podcast. He's been on the show seven times, and the man's amazing. He's my mentor. He's like a brother from another mother, and he has been talking to me about you for years. I feel like I knew you before I even met you. And I've been excited to get to know you and the work that you do, and I'm excited to have you here. The person who listens to the show is an entrepreneur. They're a man or a woman who believes in the majesty of their dreams. And the reason they listen to this show is because they want to listen to you and hear from you. What is it that has had you take what you have and turn it into a success? They got to get to know you, but before they can really take your advice, they got to get to know who you are in your heart and your soul. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great David Thunder? <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, first of all, Mark Von Muser is also kind of, I would, I would regard as a brother from another mother. And uh, he's probably a great example of how I work because Mark, when I met him, was in chronic pain. Like he, every step he took, he felt like he was walking on broken glass, like his feet were that painful. But he has an incredibly high tolerance for pain. Um, he just wasn't able to do the things he wanted to do and he'd he'd really didn't want to meet me i was introduced by a like a mutual friend and he had already set the belief that nothing could change in his body but within a very short period of time we were able to go through his history and work out that sort of traumatic patterns and injuries that he'd had in the past had compounded to affect his his central nervous system in a way that he wasn't able to navigate. So we were able to basically unpick all of that and 
very quickly we got him to a point where he was pain-free and performing like an athlete. So he'd hit a certain age where he thought it was as good as it gets. And now literally the sky's the limit for the man. Like he feels like he can do anything he wants to. And that really is the way I try and work is trying to unlock human performance. So I started when I was 13 years old. I did some work experience with someone who was a very well-known osteopath and acupuncturist. Um, Very interesting man, saw a lot of people. But what I noticed very quickly was that he would have an incredible effect on stopping people's pain, but it wouldn't last for that long. So they would maybe get relief for a month, two months, and then they'd come back in with the same presentation and the same pattern. And from a very early age, I started to to think about what was it that was bringing people back? How do you break that cycle for people? So that really led me into like a whole career of curiosity is trying to unlock the secrets of the human body. It's really the kind of metaphor I like to use is I've always wanted to be able to teach people how to fish rather than to provide the fish for them. If I can get someone to a point where you can help them understand why they're in pain, why they can't get the results in their body that they want and then manage it for themselves because they have the right tools and mindset to make that possible then that's my happy dance when suddenly someone doesn't need me anymore. So I've already spent the last 29 years studying different systems. I first trained as an osteopath, though I don't use the title anymore. Um, I've studied Chinese medicine, some acupuncture, movement neurology, and, and all these different things I've studied. Like I'm constantly filling my head. It's very difficult to describe all the study that I've done because it's it really is just a, a way of life for me. I sort of I realize I'm a geek and I fill my head with these things, but it's, what, I, what I've realized is the more pieces of the jigsaw puzzle of the human being that you can see, then the more you're able to make decisions that can have a huge impact on their health and overall performance. So, yeah, Mark is quite a good example where he would tried lots of things. He'd spent thousands on different physicians, but it was actually just being able to trace back through his history and put those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle together in a different way for him that was able to kind of unlock his performance and his movement, which has led him on to be able to go doing lots of things like running marathons and doing his Spartan races and being pain-free. Man, I think that's super califragilistic. Awesome, brother. You know, um, so tell me, why do you believe it's so important for somebody who's in business as an entrepreneur to optimize the way their body functions? Well, firstly, anyone who has had the courage to call themselves an entrepreneur, I salute them because that kind of jump on the entrepreneurial path is huge. If you're going to have an amazing business and if you have a mission that you want to share with the world, so looking at ways of optimizing how your brain networks, how the speed of your nervous system responds, that's going to increase your energy, your productivity, your the, the access to your brain, to creative thinking, to productivity to concentration, all of those things can be unlocked through understanding how the body works. Um, and those are those are all useful things when you're in business. They are super useful things, I think. Uh, and I think that not only are they, are they useful things when you're in business, they're useful things uh, in life, right? Yeah, I, would, I think that's right. I think one of the things that I, I teach really is how to optimize human performance, but how to do it in a way that's sustainable. 
So a lot of people, the human brain has a natural tendency to think very short term in its goals. And a lot of people will set like a, a very short term goal when it comes to their health. I like to look at it from from the end. I, I, I grew up with my mother who ran nursing homes for the elderly. So I, I got the real gift of seeing people in that end corridor of life. I got to see kind of what it is those last few years and what the human body looks like. And what I noticed was there was two distinctive groups at that end stage of life. Some who were completely debilitated, who had lost that relationship to gravity and were kind of bedridden and in pain, couldn't move. And others who were still upright, who still had a physical vocabulary. So I've always been fascinated as to what habits and disciplines make the, the difference to make someone physically sustainable throughout their life. And I think I think I've unpicked a lot of what that is. And I, I guess a big part of it, particularly for entrepreneurs, is really understanding how to pace yourself and how to understand the the autonomic nervous system, that kind of fight or flight response versus rest and repair. If you kind of understand that piece, you're you're taking a big step towards really understanding how much intensity you should train your body at um, versus how much rest and repair you should you should have and how you also value that rest and repair and how you can optimize that piece. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's very, very true. And, you know, I myself am dealing with a number of challenges, right? Um, and one of the challenges that I've been dealing with is that like Mark, I'm a bit of a crazy man when it comes to exercise and working out. And I find myself dealing with injuries that seem to reoccur from time to time. You know what I mean, David? And I know what you mean. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons why um, that's been my experience is because I didn't realize how rough I'd been treating my body and I didn't realize the impact of that roughness on my ability to um, continue to function at a high level. And that's why I think the work that you do is so important for so many people, you know, because the sooner the people realize that body function has everything to do with performance, and if your body is not working as well as it ought to be, your performance is suffering in business, the sooner they can do something about it and turn it around, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you, you hit on some really good points there. One is like you, you push your body hard. And that is the general kind of misconception I would say that's out there is that that sort of like high intensity, like you've got to just push hard and like will yourself through it, that that, that is good for you. And there's there's definitely moments in life where it's good to sort of taste intensity and push your body. But the majority of the time, you need to check in with where your nervous system is at. Because if you're stressed, if you're worried about your business, that's taking up cortical real estate. That's creating a neurological burn. If you then layer that with high intensity exercise and you're pushing through signals in your body, which are telling you to slow down, which a lot of people do because they've, they've shut down that ability to listen to what their body's telling them you're effectively creating a deficit in your body and you may not notice it in one, two, three, four, five sessions, but cumulatively over a number of years, you're actually depleting your body and you're, you're neurally burning it out. And that's, that's one of the big things I see with entrepreneurs is that they don't know how to necessarily pace 
the strain with recovery. Um, and it really is the secret source to kind of long-term business. If you can, if you can find that holy grail of balancing your body, like getting rid of all those old niggly patterns, those old injuries, those things that reoccur, if you can give your brain the right evidence of safety, because your nervous system is governed by survival and safety, if you can give the right evidence of safety, you can clean up old injuries that reoccur so they don't, they don't come back if you understand the laws of neuroplasticity. And what that does for you as an entrepreneur is it it frees up that cortical real estate in your brain. You have more ability to think, to be, to be in your body, and you you can have a, a, a longer... I'm not so sure that this stuff actually makes you live longer, but what I think it does is it, it builds quality into the life that you have and the ability to be present with your thoughts in a way that I think a lot of entrepreneurs get very overwhelmed and, and stressed out by um, and often the routine that they have for exercise actually is contributing to that even though they get that short-term hit in the long term it, it's not good for them amen brother amen uh y- you know I kind of resemble that remark or that set of remarks, <laughs> as I said. And it's very <laughs> difficult to think when uh, I'm in pain. Very difficult. Very difficult to be positive when I'm in pain. Because pain is not a fun experience and it, it, it brings down your energy vibration. It certainly has brought down my energy vibration. So being able to deal with that and being able to have my body feel pain free and light and loose and fluid. Man, that makes my mind work better. Fluid body, fluid mind, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, pain, pain, pain particularly is neurologically very greedy. So, yeah, it does impact everything else. It impacts your mood and your ability to show up for other people. So, absolutely. Take the time to understand where the pain is coming from and how to address it, I think, is one of the key things for any entrepreneur out there is really just spend that time find find the right guide to help unpick why you haven't been able to resolve certain patterns in your body um, and when you do that you, you you have so much more capacity to serve it's it's extraordinary just um our dear friend mark as you know has recently um had a horrendous accident. bilateral knee injury <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a big accident and like i got a call from the Caribbean and his his right kneecap was halfway up his thigh. <laughs> um, so he had the surgery to reattach it. But it's been a real gift, actually, because we've he's probably a year, maybe a year and a half ahead of schedule in his rehab because we've been able to go right into the basics of retraining. It's almost like we've had a, like a clean slate again, just to really just unpick and get his nervous system super calm and relaxed from there wake up all those signals to his brain from his body that he's he's pushed through with time um and i when he comes back from the other side fully from the injury he will be in an amazing place because he's he's kind of reset he's taken that time to have a reset and build from there and i think i think entrepreneurs really deserve that for their body just to take the time to really understand where it's at the journey that it's been through through the timeline often with chronic issues that haven't resolved themselves the the secret of what's causing it is is somewhere deep in their history of things they may not feel relevant um certainly in their early childhood or kind of in those those early teen years or developmental windows where they may have pushed through something or pushed through an injury and 
the brain has still compensating for that or developed some kind of protective pattern or created some kind of slowdown. So it, I, I recommend to any entrepreneur just to really just take the time just to check in with the body and find a way of going back through time and, and cleaning up all these old patterns. Because when you do that, you can, you can change your neural age. You can become neurologically younger. Um, so like I, one of the questions that Mark had for me, and he was around about the age of 50 at the time was like, is this as good as it gets? Or is there any possibility of improvement? I was like, you have so much possibility for improvement right now. So let's, let's actually get a real world case going because you and I have had some conversations. I think this will be valuable in terms of people understanding what you can actually do. And let's get into the nitty gritty of it, okay? So yesterday, uh, you and I had a chat and you noticed that on my right side, uh, my function of my right leg didn't seem to be as fluid or as well, well balanced as that on my left side and the, and the right ankle was even tighter. So um, what would you tell me to do if you were kind of to give me some quick coaching here and, and have the people that are listening in really be able to take this on for themselves or maybe want to find out more about what you have to offer, how would that work? So I think the first thing really is perception versus reality. So people aren't, you didn't come to me and say, do you know what, my right leg doesn't work the same way as my left leg. So you couldn't feel it. Like, but when we looked at you and when we pointed it out, suddenly it became very obvious to you. So the, the first thing is really just to do an audit of where your body is at. And you can do that a number of different ways. One of the easiest ways is actually just to see where your brain believes your center of mass is. And what that means is a very simple test that anyone can do. So you could, you could try this right now, Nikki. You basically stand up and you preferably barefoot. And you just stand and relax and then take a moment just to notice where you naturally put your weight. Is your weight more on your left leg or on your right leg? Is it more on the front of the foot or the heel? And when you, when you do that, really what you're starting to look at is where the brain's default setting is, because those default settings will have been influenced by what you've done in your life. So to really change these patterns to kind of look at optimizing your body, you need to be aware of where you are. And then from there, you can start to work out how you would change that. So the, but the first step is always awareness. Um, so I think the next step we would do for you, Nikki, is actually just to to film you so you can actually have the visual reality of what you're doing because in your brain your mental image will almost certainly be different from the reality of what you're doing so we we need to give the brain evidence the, the brain has a wonderful way of tricking us people will often come into me and tell me the kind of exercise and the sport they've done but they're talking from the 18 year old and they're now in their 50s and when you give them the reality of where they are to where they their brain remembers them being is often very, very different. So the first thing you need to do is just give some awareness of where you are. Check in, check in with the basics of where your 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 weight falls. Check in with the basics of your gait, because gait will tell you a lot of things. How you walk will tell you a lot of how your body sequences. So I always like to check in with those two things because it's a reflection of how your nervous system perceives your body. So that that's your starting point. Um, and from there, you can then start to, to dig into some specific things. So what we noticed as an example with you is your right side 
had a different sequencing of how the muscles were activating on the right side. When we tested your speed with your footwork, we had you doing some fast feet, just stepping backwards and forwards over a line. Your right side was significantly slower and was throwing you off balance. So your nervous system has made a choice to slow down your speed of movement and switch down the power because your balance wasn't the same also. So it's going to already give us some clues as to what we need to work on with you. Um, and from there, we would we would dig more into your history and really figure out where our starting point is, like really trying to find the X. Um, there's, there's a great story of, it's a, it's a metaphor, it can be told lots of different ways, of like a, a, a great ship that was broken and they hired a huge team of engineers to come and fix the ship and they spent hundreds of hours and millions of dollars and they, they couldn't fix the ship. And then they heard of this old man who'd worked in ships his entire life and they called him up and he came, looked at the ship. Out of his little bag, he, he took a piece of chalk and he drew an X on the ship, took out a hammer, boom, hit the, hit the, hit the X and suddenly the ship started working. Um, and the next day he sent through his invoice and the invoice was for $10 million. And they said, oh, can you explain this? You just hit it with a hammer. And he said, sure. Hitting the X $1, knowing where to place the X was the rest of the money. <laughs> so <laughs> really, really for you, Nikki, it's just knowing where the starting point is. So take for everyone, they can start to take an audit. Just, just do that simple standing exercise. It doesn't sound very much until you actually check in with it. And you notice, oh, do you know, all my weight is on my left heel or all my weight is, is, is here. If you're evenly balanced, fantastic. That's a good starting point. Then start to pay attention to how you walk. Just get the feedback from your system. We, we live so much in our head, particularly as entrepreneurs, when we're balancing so many variables with a business, that we, we lose the signals to our brain. So just being mindful of what your body is telling you is a good starting point. And from there, you, you can start to get curious about what the next step may be or where you're feeling it in your body or how that might relate to what your history has been on this time on the earth. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I stood up when you gave me the instruction to stand up, and what I noticed was that my left, my my weight was ever so slightly on my left side, and there was more weight on my heels than on my toes as I stood. It wasn't all the way back on the heels, but it was more weight on the heels, and that was interesting for me to notice. You know, and then you were asking about history, and I thought to myself, I remember my right leg being weaker than the left forever. I can't ever remember it not being weaker than the left. And to me, that was interesting. <laughs> See, all, all these little things are just like, what you're doing is you're, you're starting to then think about your body in a different way and get curious. And then you're collecting pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. Um, when, I, when I teach people how to do this stuff, like uh, after like a couple of weeks of working with them, I get them to fill in a second form which we call the epic form, which is every piece is crucial. And I get them going through their timeline again, even though I've asked them the same questions, because they'll suddenly start remembering things that they may have forgotten that they didn't think was significant. Um, I remember working with an athlete from the, the great British team who was a 5,000 meter runner. 
and he had, he'd seen everybody. He had, he had seen like all their sports physios and their doctors, and they couldn't figure out why the inside of his left thigh, his left adductor, why it was getting painful because they looked at his gait, that all these things they'd looked at. So reluctantly, he got sent to me. <laughs> and when I looked at him, I was the first person to get him to take his socks off. And what I noticed was the toenail of his left big toe was growing differently to the other nails. And I asked him about it. And when he was four years old, he had an ingrown toenail and they botched the operation. On his opposite shoulder, there was a, a very small scar. And I asked him about that also. And when he was six, he'd fallen and there was like a, a spike on a, on a garden fence and he'd just torn um, a little bit of the muscle on that side when he was six years old. And what was interesting is towards the end of the 5,000 meters, as he started to be under kind of neural intensity and fatigue, he would go into a protective pattern with that right shoulder and he would lift up the big toe on the left side. And that would then change the position of his pelvis ever so slightly. And what would have to then compensate for that was the adductor. So it was a neural safety mechanism that was running from his childhood. So we had to just basically, we didn't do anything to the, the, the adductor, to the actual site of pain. We just gave his brain evidence of safety around his big toe and around the scar tissue. And he hasn't had any problems since. <laughs> so that, that's, that's an example of kind of like chasing the X. In this case, there was two X's, but they were still, they still had left like a print on his nervous system that was still running. Um, and most, most people have these in, in some way or another without realizing it. Even if it's not causing them pain, there's little inefficiencies that will just be taking energy from them or just slightly slowing the brain and cumulative over time that that compounds so it, it's it's always worth even if you're feeling good just just to kind of check in with this stuff and just see is there a way even though i feel good i feel fit i feel healthy that i can optimize my health through understanding my movement neurology this is a fascinating conversation i gotta say i'm, I'm getting a lot out of this and one of the uh wellness providers i go see here in canada is a man by the name of dr mike cohen and dr mike once said to me that you need to have a 40% loss of function before your body even notices it. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's beautiful. That is right. Um, I've not heard it said quite in that way. We, we used to have a, a lecturer, and I can't believe I'm even saying this because he said it so many times it drove us all to distraction, but he would say, the body has a reservoir of compensation. So you can compensate for years, but you're chipping into that reservoir until eventually it starts to become symptomatic, but like the, the problem happened a long time ago. So yeah, I, I, I like that 40% rule because that, I would say that neurally that's about right. And um, one of the things I realized early on in my career is, I mean, I've become like phenomenal as a body worker and people come in and they've, I'm, I'm sort of known as a wizard in what I do where so someone will come into me and I will put them on the treatment table and, in like in one session, I'll take their pain away. And in that moment, I've failed them because even if I've given them the explanation as to why they're there and what they need to do about it, they leave pain free. So they've then forgotten the problem that led them there and all this sort of deficit in that compensation. So they're just, they're just pain free. And in their, in their mind, they're done and I'm some kind of genius until the pain comes back. 
all I've really done in that moment is I've just pushed the iceberg under the water, but it's there's still this huge ice structure. That's the bit that you need to explore. And that's the bit that needs time and attention and repetition and understanding how to give your brain the evidence and the safety it requires to really create those long-term habit changes through the laws of, of neuroplasticity, which again, is a huge subject. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the laws of neuroplasticity. And let me bring myself into the equation again. So you, you've seen a little bit of me and I've told you a little bit about my history and we've looked at my toes and the toenails and the issues that I've had how do we use the laws of neuroplasticity to help me heal? Great. So like one of the simple things I'd give for you, Nikki, is two things. So um, like there was the issue with the big toenail that you had, right? Um, so I, I gave you that story deliberately because it kind of related a little bit. To I, I kind of figured you. that, David. You're a pretty sharp character. <laughs> so what, what we noticed with, with your right foot is like where you've got that issue with the big toenail you were landing on the outside of your foot, right? Through that kind of fifth metatarsal rather than through the first. Now, if you look at the foot, the big toe and the first metatarsal it attaches to are, are four times thicker and stronger than the rest of the, the toes and, and the, the metatarsals. So your, your weight is meant to go on that side. If you put your weight somewhere else on the foot, it doesn't like it. So you have to then compensate and you'll either compensate by breaking the bone in your foot or most likely you will do something with your lower back. You'll shift your pelvis in, an, in a way that it doesn't want to go um, to compensate for what would happen with the foot if you were to, to actually feel the full weight of that. So that's often just something as simple as that will often cause chronic back pain in people. So one of the things that we would do with you is we would get you to retrain your big toe. There's a very simple technique I teach called toga, which is yoga for the big toe. But what we're really doing is just taking the big toe through its proper ranges of motion and lighting it up to the brain. So the, the big toe is hugely important in our somatosensory system, our balance system. It's probably the most important joint in the human body. And it's not, not a joint that most people think about. So I get people starting usually just by waking up their big toe. Like, can you, can you go through these ranges of motion? Can you feel the ground with it? Are you landing through it and loading the foot correctly? That's a good starting point. The next thing specifically to, to train you with the laws of neuroplasticity would be walking. So there is there are certain laws to neuroplasticity. To, um, and by neuroplasticity, I think Norman Doidge describes this beautifully in his book, The Brain That Changes Itself. He described neuroplasticity as being on top of a hill that's covered in snow. And you go down one side of the, the hill on a toboggan and you carve a path in the snow. And you go back up to that same spot on the hill and you go down the hill again and you, you end up down the same path. And this time the path gets a little bit wider and you keep doing that until it's wider and wider and wider. And now this is you've got an established path. So every time you're going to go down the same path until one day you're at the top of the hill and someone points out that you should have been going the other way. <laughs> so you start creating a new pathway down the hill. But if that pathway isn't established enough, the moment you're not concentrating or thinking about it, you find yourself back on the more established pathway. And that really is the power of habit. So what you do with neuroplasticity, there is a, a, the laws of attention. So you need to concentrate. There's an, there's an optimal amount of time where you get this, this protein called BDNF being produced, which starts to create those new pathways more effectively. 
Um, and there's intensity. So you, you need to do it at a certain, like with, with walking, which is the example I'm going to give you, you need to do it at a certain speed and in a certain style. So the drill I would give you, Nikki, which would be super simple, is, is a walking drill, but it's walking in a specific style that is going to retrain your gait. So what I would have you doing is walking a little bit like a soldier where you would drive your arms back, you keep your eyes looking at the horizon, not at the floor, and you would land heel toe. And just those those three simple things, so driving the arms, heel toe, walking between five to seven kilometers an hour seems to be the kind of magic number for the brain. And the ideal time is between 25 to 30 minutes. Now we know this because we're in this incredible age of functional MRI scans, where we, which is just completely blowing apart what we knew about or what we thought we knew about rehabilitation. So we can actually now study what's happening in someone's brain as they're moving, and it's changing our, our original perceptions of what we thought. So 25 to 30 minutes of walking does so many things. It gets both areas of the brain talking to each other. It lowers blood pressure. Um, it helps the overall networking of the brain. It has hugely protective uh, effects on things like diabetes and all sorts of goodies, but it also retrains your movement and is one of the most effective tools for treating back pain that people don't know how to do. So what I would do for you, Nikki, is I would get you doing that with some toga and I'd get you doing that for a minimum of six weeks. So half an hour a day, six weeks. After that time, you're going to have a new pathway in your brain where even when you're tired and you don't remember what your name is, you're going to default to that new established pathway because it's going to be kind of wider and more established than the older one. So and that, that, that would be an example. I got to tell you, I love it. Uh, sign me up. And I, I love <laughs> I love the term Togo, yoga for toes. How cool is that? I didn't even know there was such a thing as yoga for toes. Now I know. So... David, I tell you something. What, what you're doing is fantastic. I think I've told you this before. I'd like you to come speak at the E-Circle uh, immersions coming up uh, and share some of your wisdom with the people there. Dr. Val will be speaking too. I think the two of you speaking together would just be absolutely super califragilistic, fantastic. Yeah, she's, 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 she's amazing. And actually, just like she and I have really um, worked well together in the rehabilitation of Mark. So yeah, I'm super, super excited to, to speak with her as well. Yeah, 100%. And I also think that all the points you've made around how important it is for us to be physically healthy and physically well are critical, critical in terms of assisting us in becoming our best selves in life, in business, and frankly, in being able to live life as the best version of ourselves. So kudos, man, for creating magic in the world with your thought leadership. So let's talk for a moment about the business end of what you do, because this is, after all, the thought leader revolution, and we're talking to people who are entrepreneurs. How have you been able to take your expertise and monetize it? That is a good question. So for years, <laughs> I've worked like in private practice and seen, I think it's just over 100,000 people now in 29 years. And wow. I, I, it's, it's a lot. So like I work at a pace or I have worked at a pace. And for me, that was, it was always a safety blanket. I could always like live comfortably in that way. But 
I didn't have the interest or the space to mostly the interest to kind of like build a bigger practice because like my wait list was it was nearly a year. So I, I didn't really have the interest to expand that. I felt like I'd hit a ceiling with that. So in about 2012, actually, when I went Mark, um, I, I, I sold something to Mr. Tony Robbins for an online training to his coaches, which is how I met Mark. And I found that actually just taking more time with people and giving them the education, the mindset and the tools that you could do this work remotely. And we just we had a really successful round of it. Um, it was was fantastic. But I didn't quite make the entrepreneurial jump there to leave clinic. I was still kind of like was too comfortable in my safety net. Um, and also, I just I, I have such a connection with a lot of the clients that I see that particularly the dancers. I work with a lot of professional dancers. I, I've always sort of come from this place of service. Too. So to leave that was difficult for me. But what the real gift of the pandemic has been is that we were stuck in California all of last year for the pandemic. So I, I couldn't practice even if I wanted to. So it actually forced me into putting all of my attention into the online model. And we've combined that with working with an incredible performance psychologist. And the results we've, we're getting are just blowing my mind. I mean, I've been doing this job for 29 years and I've seen some miracles. But over this last year and a half, I think I've, I've taken people deeper than I've ever done in my career because it, you don't get that instant wow factor that you do when you see someone in clinic. But coaching someone over over a few weeks or a few months they get that into their system you're, you're using the laws of neuroplasticity they're ingraining this stuff they're ingraining how to understand their their own unique map they're ingraining the the mindset and the wild curiosity they need to open their bodies so it's it's been a revelation and just we're at a verge where I've gone from being a solo practitioner to now the CEO of a company where we have a team of, I think it's six people we're up to now. And we're just, we're just about that point where we're just about to have another big jump. We've got some infrastructure in place, which will allow more scale. Um, so we've, we've created, we've created our, a system that is, is teachable and replicable. So I'm super excited. The next, the next step really is to start training trainers. And I think once we're there, I'm really out of the way of being the bottleneck of my company. <laughs> so it's, it's an exciting process and I'm absolutely loving it. You know what, man? Congratulations on making that happen for yourself. And I think one of the things that's important for people who follow us is to understand how thought leadership can be monetized. So you've got some expertise and you found a way to monetize it. You were primarily in clinical practice. Then you made the leap to entrepreneurship, and because you were forced to be in California for much of uh, the year following the pandemic, you had to find a way to move a lot of what you did online. You couldn't see a lot of people face-to-face, -face, and you found a way exactly. to do that. And you turned that into a business. So you took lemons and you made beautiful, delicious, refreshing lemonade. So that's really great. We're big believers that... Anyone listening to this show who makes a living from their expertise can find a way to take their expertise and monetize it in a big way. And that's what our programs are all about. So it's very gratifying to be able to interview you, man. A, because I love what you do and I have a need for it myself. And B, because I want everyone here listening to you to go, wow, maybe I can use David's services 
But even more importantly, maybe I can learn from David's passion for what he does about how I can start to think through how to monetize what I do so I make a lot more money at it and make a way bigger difference. So for that, I'm super grateful that you chose to come be with us today, brother. Yeah, thank, thank you, Ben. I just, yeah, what blew my mind last year is that effectively from, once we found the model, from three Facebook Lives, we leveraged over a year's salary. And it just, it just blew my mind that like we've, we'd be able to, generate significantly more income with like we've got some very aggressive revenue targets in what we want to hit but we've actually got happier clients that are going much deeper and having bigger breakthroughs so we've we've genuinely created that incredible win-win situation so um yeah i'm, I'm just very glad i kind of was forced into taking the shackles off <laughs> and and really committing like 100 percent into that 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 entrepreneurial leap off the edge of the cliff and so far, as we leaped, our, our wings are working. We're able to fly. So um, I'm, I'm excited for the path that we're on. Amen, brother. Amen. So we like to wrap up each and every single one of our episodes by asking you as our guest expert to give us your top three, what we call expert action steps. These are your best pieces of life or business or, in your case, wellness advice that you can give us in bullet point form to help us as your eager listeners take our health, our wellness, our life, our business to the next level. So what say you? So what say I? I would say top three. Um, hmm. Number one, it would be learn how to pace strain with recovery. So I would recommend to people that they start to understand what their heart rate variance is because it's a reasonable measure of your strength is recovery so that's short term because i don't think you need to do it in the long term but just having some sort of maybe tracker device something like the whoop or the aura ring just to understand where your baseline is like am i pushing myself more than i'm recovering because if if that basic equation is wrong right there you're going to burn out something will come and get you down the line whether it's an injury whether it's some sort of metabolic disease um or um, just just exhaustion, you're going to burn out. So I would understand that piece, first of all. So that would be my number one. Number two would always, and this is my, my absolute non-negotiable, would be to have a walk every single day. The nervous system has a use it or lose it function. And I think that a mindful walk, half an hour a day, is just one of the most incredible things. We've got a, um, a bunch of resources on that if you want me to share anything with your group on how to actually go about that piece. 100%. Share, share with us a link or two. We'll put it in the show notes. Three. That's, yeah, so that's, that's a tricky one. Um, what would be number three? There's so many different directions I could go with number three. I, 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 honestly, I think it would probably be exploring your big toe. If you haven't taken your time to get to know your feet, I would, I would start there. I would really um, start to learn just what these incredible, these incredible proprioceptors like Leonardo da Vinci called these, these architectural masterpieces i would i would get to understand your feet because modern day footwear and um the way we've we've got to use them we've really lost that connection to it so it would be understanding your feet walking and heart rate variance i mean i could give you so many more nikki but that that would be my top three to get people started i love it those are three awesome expert action steps so david what's the best website for folks to go to to get in touch with you and to consume your work and book appointments all that good stuff I 
think it's <laughs> yeah i think it's um dthunder.com I, th I think someone else owns davidthunder.com so it's dthunder.com is is our current website and right right now what's interesting is the the model that we're using we have had all our work through word of mouth referrals like we haven't really had to put anything out there so we have like a bit of a skeleton site there at the moment that you can get some information you get a little flavor of who i am from there and a little bit of the work but if you have some questions or some curiosity um reach out and we can always ask we can always answer your questions or kind of send you more information on anything that we do um so yeah dude you have the coolest name in the world david thunder yeah. you sound like a norse god for crying out loud with that name <laughs> You know, so I think it's fantastic, man. So dthunder.com. So listener, make sure you go to dthunder.com. Make sure you take note of David's three expert action steps. You know, heart rate variance, 30-minute walk, and explore your big toe. I love those, man. Especially explore your big toe. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be exploring my big toe as a result of this conversation and the previous conversation we had privately yesterday. So listener... David Thunder is the real deal. If you want to find out more about what he does, go to dthunder.com. Check out everything he has to offer. Now, if you're looking for ways for you to be able to take your own expertise to a whole new level, keep listening to this podcast. It's very smart of you to subscribe. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, share it with someone else who needs this message, okay? And do us a favor, help us grow the movement. If you like what you heard, leave us a rating or review. If we didn't earn it, if you didn't like it, don't do that. But if we did earn it, leave us a rating, leave us a review, share this with someone who needs to hear this. And make sure that you go to our main website, ecircleacademy.com, and take advantage of all the resources we have there to teach you how you can take your expertise and like David Thunder, turn it into beautiful income as well as great fulfillment. David, my man, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a total honor to have you here. Thank you, Nikki. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's been an honor to be invited, so thank you. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only David Thunder, go to dthunder.com or go check out the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. <laughs>